Thank you for tuning in. This is Matt Santos of the Mile High Show, and you are listening to episode number 183. Uh, that beautiful music that I so rudely interrupted uh, just moments ago was by today's guest, Miss Karen Dizell. She's a singer-songwriter that was traveling through the Prescott area recently on her way from L.A. to do a show in Prescott at the Highland Center for Natural History. That show was put on by Tom Agostino and the Folk Sessions, his uh, Prescott Public Radio show and concert series. Uh, that Highland Center is such a beautiful venue to um, to listen to some music out in the woods. It's just gorgeous out there. Uh, just moments after Karen's set ended, she opened the show uh, at the Highland Center. Uh, the weather started rolling in, thunder, lightning, rain, wind, but it was still beautiful to be sitting in the woods, uh, feeling the cool breeze, hearing the thunder, seeing the lightning while the other musicians uh, continued to play on. It was just a real neat setting. Uh, links to the Highland Center and Tom's show on Prescott Public Radio, The Folk Sessions, is there in the show notes. I encourage you all to check them out. Karen was in town for a, a, a previous Folk Sessions uh, concert. Oh, I want to say January, February of this past year. And uh, while she didn't get a chance, I didn't get a chance to record with her. She did uh, sit in and do an interview with Tom for his uh, public radio show. So use the links there to um, pull up those old archives. Folksessions.com is where you can find links to all of Tom's shows, including... Uh, earlier this year with Karen on her previous trip. You can also go to milehighshow.com and uh, and find all the archives to uh, past shows, the other 182 shows that are uh, squirreled away online. Joining Karen and I uh, at the Raven Cafe was Darren Mahoney, no stranger to this show. He was sitting in as co-host this week. Uh, and it was just a lot of fun, the three of us sitting back at the Raven and uh, and talking and having a few laughs and having a good time. So thank you to the good folks at The Raven for letting us take up space. Check out their website as well in the show notes. It's there. Uh, well, let's see. Uh, Ravencafe.com is what it is. Because the good folks at The Raven are such good supporters of the local music and art scene. Uh, so stop by. It's a great place just to hang out and uh, and get, grab a beverage or two or, or lunch. And I, I, I had lunch before the interview when we recorded this a few days ago. It was, uh, it was It's just a great atmosphere, great food, great, great, uh, great place to hang out. So check that out. We, uh, I hope you enjoy this show. I had met Karen, oh, a few years ago. In, uh, in California for a different project I was working on. Talked very briefly, but as soon as I uh, had met her and then looked up some of her music, uh, I knew that uh, I wanted to sit down and chat with her as soon as I could. And uh, so I was glad she was traveling through Prescott. She has some friends here in the area, and uh, we talk about that a little bit on mic. And uh, so hopefully she'll be coming back through more regularly so uh i'd love to sit back with her again and when she is in town please make it a point to check her out live but until then you can follow her 
on SoundCloud, her YouTube channel, uh, Twitter, Instagram. All those links are at KarenDezell.com. So check out that, uh, especially her YouTube channel. There's a few few cuts on there. SoundCloud has a ton of music on there. Uh, very enjoyable music. So uh, thank you again, Karen, for sitting down and chatting. And thank you, the good folks, for following, subscribing, and listening to the Mile High Show. If you would like a way to show some support for the show, uh, please go to milehighshow.com. There is a, a link to uh, support the show, uh, one of the pages there. Uh, anything from our Amazon link where you can do your online shopping. We get a little kickback. There's an Audible link. There's a BarkBox link. Ways you can get goods uh, in in the case of uh, BarkBox and, and Audible, you can get free stuff just by using our codes. So I encourage you to do that. Uh, the Amazon link, uh, you guys know how these work. They, you click on it. It takes you to your Amazon login page doesn't cost you anything extra you shop away and then amazon gives us a little cut at the end of the month so we uh encourage you to use that again doesn't cost you anything extra but it's a great way to support us and support the artists that we highlight so use that amazon link help us out uh help me travel around to uh interview these these fine folks that i sit down with every week um, also, it doesn't cost you anything but a few minutes. Um, give us a rating and a review through iTunes, and uh, that's a good way to boost our visibility. So go to milehighshow.com. There's lots of ways you can support the show, support me, and in that way support the artists that we uh, that we uh, interview and talk with and, and bother. So again, thanks to Darren Mahoney. Thanks to the good folks at The Raven. And special thanks... To Miss Karen Dizelle, I hope you enjoy the conversation. Cause I can't give myself away. But when I walk away, no, I love you anyway. Thank you, Karen, for coming in. At, right at the right at the start. Let's let's let folks know where they can find you, where they can find out about your music, watch some videos, all that. Website, social media, whatever you got. Sure. Um, my website is com. so K-A-R-E-N-D-E-Z-E-L-L-E. Um, my Instagram is Dizel Music, and uh, I'm on YouTube under my name, too. If you just search Karen Dizel, you can find all my music there. You can find my albums on iTunes. I'm on Spotify, Pandora. Nice. All the magical musical places. Website best place to get your links, and I know you got some videos posted there. Yeah, that, yeah, it's good. Good. Also sitting in with us, Darren Mahoney, no stranger to the show. Thanks, hello, Darren. Hello. Where can folks find out about you and your robotic arms? My robotic arms. <laughs> my just six had million, surgery, had like two uh, over carpal tunnel weeks. surgeries about a month and a half, two months ago. So I'm wow. I'm back to playing now. So that's a good thing. That's but awesome. um, yeah, you can find me at DarrenMahoney.net. Um, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, uh, whatever else is out there. But uh, it's D-A-R-I-N-M-A-H-O-N-E-Y. And you've got, I'll make sure this is up before next Friday. Right. You've got a spot. Next time, Karen, you're in town longer. Yeah. There's a spot you need to go to. Uh-huh. I, well, I don't know. Are, are you are you a, a, are you a, a vegetarian eater? by any chance? No, I'm not. Okay, okay. good. I, yeah. You're amongst the people. Well, we'd have to ask you to leave Arizona, I think. Yeah. Or at, le- at least go over the hill to the Verde so you can hang out in Sedona. Yeah, there you go. If you're a vegetarian, I think that's where you have to go. Uh, there's a very 
small venue that is turning into a real hot spot for mm-hmm. local musicians. The Tiny Mighty Stage, it's not much bigger than this table we're sitting at. Wow. At Big Daddy's Barbecue. Yes. Official, unofficial sponsor, BDEBBQ.com. They take care of us financially. Awesome. And, uh, and, uh, He's an old road dog, Eric is. He used to cook for uh, the tours, Steven Tyler. He was the oh, catering wow. guy backstage and stuff like that. He has some good stories about the worst oh, yeah. artists to But cook his barbecue for. is by oh, far really? the yeah, best. He's got a barbecue joint where Darren and I both live, mm-hmm. the next town over, Chino Valley. Mm-hmm. And on Friday afternoons, uh, in the patio area on the very tiny stage, yeah. It's a perfect venue for singer-songwriters. Wow. And Darren will be out there next week. Next Friday. Next Friday. Oh, that's so uh, five cool. to seven. And then uh, Mark's Beer Garden uh, Saturday with Becky Dalkey. And then I've got some other stuff. I'll be in the studio and stuff yeah. trying to finish up the solo album. And So I'll, I'll make sure this gets up Enough about me. Friday Let's talk gig. about Karen. <laughs> that's awesome. I, I want to know a little I bit more about... Your history. I went through, read your website. We've talked very briefly in the past, uh, but a little of your history. You from Texas originally? Is that correct? Yeah, or am I, way off? I was born in Texas, where they also uh, frown upon vegetarianism. <laughs> um, but I grew up in the Caribbean in London. So I, really, yeah, wow. we moved to Trinidad when I was about thirteen, and then to London when I was sixteen. Who, and who's we? What's my, the family? My family. So I have how big. Um, it's so my mom and dad, and then I have an older brother and a younger sister, and um, so I'm the middle child. And we're all really close. I actually talk to every single one of nice. them on the way down nice. here, so nice. they're Very all neat. fresh in my mind. Yeah. Now, what, what? So you were born in London? I was born in Texas. Born in Texas. Yeah. What? What was the? Why'd you move? What? What? What brought you overseas? My dad's job. What um, does he do? He works in the oil business. Oil? Yeah. Hey, Texas, yeah. yeah kind of have to. Yeah. Either so. that or killing cows. <laughs> One yeah, it's other. all oil and law. Humanely, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, yeah, so it was cool. Trinidad was, is where we lived in the Caribbean, which is beautiful nice. and really fun. And But we moved very frequently. So I went to um, three junior highs, four high schools. Oh, man. Yeah. So it was what, a lot. Uh, the musical aspect. Do you come from a musical family? Or? Definitely. Yeah. yeah. G- give me some history on that. What is? Well, my mom has this guitar. She still has it that she started playing when she was twelve, and her and her brother used to play together, and they were kind of like yeah. hippies, you know, in the seventies. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have all these pictures of them playing guitar together, <laughs> and I just was always very interested in music. We had this toy piano. And I remember being three years old in the backyard in Texas playing with this piano. And my mom was like, nice. could see I was in flow. Yeah. So she put me in, in lessons and I was just singing all the time. And my brother plays too. Nice. So what, we would, what was your early influences that you, well, was it what your mom was playing or? I think, yeah, I think uh, when I was young, they played a lot of like Texas country, like old country okay. music. My mom loves Bonnie Raitt, so a lot of Bonnie yeah. Raitt. My dad was like Jim Croce and the Almond Brothers. Nice, and, nice. Yeah, Zeppelin. Um, but then also like the Judds. And okay. These, there's this yeah. singer-songwriter that's Houston-based that not a lot of people know of called Paul Overstreet. I know Paul. I you mean, know Paul Overstreet? I've seen yeah. Paul Overstreet in shows quite oh, a few yeah. times. So, yeah. Okay, so there you yeah. go. Yeah, that's. I yeah. remember. That just reminds me of my childhood. Yeah, my, I got songs. a country kind of upbringing as per se, but then I as well got into the... 
the Allman Brothers, Frank yeah. Moraine, Mahogany Rush, all that stuff. But yeah, Paul Overstreet, great guy. Yeah, nice. Yeah, it was awesome. I still love that music. Yeah. Um, and then when it was Trinidad, they have the steel pan. That's where the steel pan's from. Yeah. So it was all the calypso yeah. and the reggae and. Now, what ages were you in the Caribbean? 13 to 16. Oh, what a neat time to be there. Yeah. Old enough to appreciate it. I mean, I've talked to people where, they, you know, where they've spent years, you know, a few years in other countries at, you know, one, two, and three. And like, well, right. I vaguely remember. But those are formative years. Yeah, it was Being fun. Being their early teens. It is. And it's a hard time. Like, you know, I mean, when you're 13 to 16, there's like, you're kind of too old to just be like, playing inside all the time right. you know but like you're you're, you're too young to you like go do really stuff. go do yeah. like go out anywhere own, yeah. yeah so it's just a great it's so a great place how, for that how young were you when you started playing or like when you're in the caribbeans did the music did you immerse yourself in the music or were you still kind of, was the pop music or the the music coming from the u.s was that more prevalent there for you um it was a it was both like they had these great local musicians this um i remember one guy david rudder used okay. to He's pretty famous there, and he would like show up to some school functions because he knew one of the teachers, and oh, right on. so that was really cool, you know. And there's there's a lot of um, what they call dub there, which is almost mm-hmm. like dance yeah. calypso. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's hard to yeah, like yeah. techno meets reggae. Yeah. Like so, that was very popular. But then at the time, I guess it was like around 1999, so it was all the who was popular then, like um, I remember the Wallflowers were yeah, big Wallflowers. And, Counting Crows. Yeah, Counting... Oh, I, love <laughs> I still love the Counting Collective Crows. Collective Soul. Yep. All that. All those great, like, yeah. late 90s Still dig that. Fans. The Goo Goo Dolls. And, yeah. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So that was that was all there, too. Um, so yeah, what it was a, a good mix, mix though, yeah. of, of all the different aspects, fun. different cultures and things. What, were you writing at an early age, or... When you started playing, were, were you trying to do original stuff at the time? or? Yeah, I, I always wrote a lot, um, like music and just writing in general. Mm-hmm. So, And my brother and I, like that was one way we really connected when we were growing up, is writing songs together. Did that help you with kind of, it, it sounded, how many junior highs did you go yeah, to? That's what I was going to say. Yeah, did the music help you Absolutely. meet people? Yeah. Right yeah. on. And it still does. Yeah. You know, I mean, like, you go to oh, play yeah. a show and you meet all the other musicians and you become friends. It's yeah. like, it's a great, yeah. it's a great social. The common um, bond there. Yeah. yeah. And, yeah. It's so. tough being 13, 12, 13, 14 in a, in a stable school area, you know, being mm-hmm. with your friends, it's still tough. But to be the new kid over and yeah. over and over again, yeah. did that, it, it, with your music, with your songwriting, helping, but also having your brother right there by your side? Yeah. What's the age difference between you guys? We are about 18 months. So oh, he wow. was just okay. the year above me in oh, wow. school. Yeah. And then your yeah. your sister's younger. She yeah, she's about five years younger. Five years, okay. Yeah. So there's a little gap. You and your you and your brother were pretty tight, though. Yeah, yeah. yeah. We were I mean, a lot closer in yeah. age. Yeah, it's nice because it's like our, you know, like my sister and I obviously we're both girls, so like yeah. we like can bond over certain things. But my brother and I are always at the same phase of yeah. our life, you know. So right. it's it's nice. It's like unique um, with both of them. That Interesting. Is he still playing? He does for fun. Okay. But he's uh, got two kids that I love. (laughs) And he married one of my friends that we met in Trinidad. Our dads worked together. Oh, nice. So when she and I were about 13, we met. We were really good friends. 
and then they didn't date or anything until college. Like years later, they reconnected, and then okay. so it was cool because I like we've known her her whole life, so that was fun. And but yeah, he he kind of is more focused on his family these days. Yeah. But we'll we'll jam. Yeah, so you know, <laughs> like kind of have to be. It's, you go back to the fun part of it, you know. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I say that you got to have to be as as my wife and son are in the next town over. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, 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 yeah. He's eight. Yeah, that's what I've seen. He's so cute. He's a good look kid. I think we'll keep him for a while. Aw. Until he's about 13, and then we might have to ship him <laughs> off somewhere. If he's anything like I was at 13, Uh-oh. we will definitely be shipping him off. Were you, were you trouble? Were you I, a rebellious 13-year-old? I am the youngest of six. <laughs> oh, okay. Six kids, and my sister, who's the oldest, is almost exactly seven years older than me. So my mom and dad crammed six kids in seven years. Wow. Her and my brother, my oldest brother, just under her, 10 months apart. Wow. Yeah. The days before uh, wow. TV. Hey, we had a baby. Let's celebrate. <laughs> yeah. yeah. With another one. My mom used to like saying, but he was early. Yeah. Three weeks. That doesn't count. Nice. Wow. Yeah. We were all pretty crammed in there. Um, one of the things as, as a as a kid, I was always exposed to the music from the kids, you know, like the next group up, being the youngest. Unfortunately for oh, me, yeah. that meant a lot of, uh, you know, I have two older sisters, so that meant a lot of Partridge family and uh, David Cassidy <laughs> and Sean Cassidy in our house growing up. That's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Which actually now, as I got I older, I kind of appreciate it a lot more. Yeah. But with you and your brother so close to age, were you getting a lot of that influence from your parents? As far as well, your parents music were listening or, to great yeah, music, it sounds too, like. so. Yeah, they all, I mean, all my family loves music, and they, I mean, we all, we all kind of like a lot of the same music yeah. too but I think we're both we're all pretty eclectic like there isn't much we don't like yeah um, my sister takes the prize in discovering indie artists that are awesome yeah. and later blow up she's always been really great at that the under the um, radar ones and then they pop out yeah mm-hmm. she's just always she'd be a good AR person to be out would, yeah actually she's an occupational therapist okay but I should she could do both <laughs> nice. yeah. as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. You might as well. Might as well monetize that talent. Um, what, when did you start uh, having your art as your vocation? When did you start uh, really getting serious about your music? So I love the way that you phrased that. Um, <laughs> the, well, art is a vocation. It's just that it sounds well, it's, very it's, like true yeah. well, I love that it's tough to do because we you know being a wordsmith and a yeah. songsmith you know it is a tr- I mean it, technically you you master your craft right and that's in, why I, I've always yeah. looked at it it's you know working hard at what you do just mm-hmm. whether you're a framer or anything else a uh, potter or anything like that you, you try to master your craft and you know yeah. you have to finally make that it's a big step too yeah it's like okay no more working here. I am solely, solely going to rely on the on music. That. I know. Yeah, yeah that's a, it's a scary thing. In this area, we have such a, such a strong and vital music scene. Mm-hmm. A lot of retired musicians who mm-hmm. were in the industry, but a lot, of, a lot of folks who are just very passionate as a hobby, and, and they pursue it aggressively, but they earn their living doing other things. Yeah. We see a lot of that here. One of the things that I was very surprised at when I first moved here was to kind of stroll into some of the open mics 
that are here at the Raven, uh, mm-hmm. the Birdcage. Birdcage. We have some of the best open mics where you just don't, you yeah. know, you get the, the people that are cutting their teeth. Yeah. But you get, uh, like, on a Thursday or Wednesday yeah. or whatever, musicians don't have a lot of time to go out and see other people. Usually Thursday nights are the time. The big nights, and you yeah. go someplace and you get some, I mean, there's some really good musicians yeah. up there, but you get the best of the best just doing an open mic, three or four songs. It's like going wow. to Nashville mm. and catching yeah. uh, Trey and all those, the guys that come off of Carrie Underwood's tour, but you catch them in, like, Tin Pan Alley or, you know, Printer's Alley, and they're playing in a small club, and you're catching yeah. all these great musicians, you know? Yeah, that's awesome. I, yeah, you know, I, I've walked into, and he gets a lot of mentions on this show. Don Cheek runs mm-hmm. the open mic at the Birdcage on Thursday nights. And the first time I walked in there, that would have been a ticketed show in the Bay Area, where I'm from. Yeah. And here it's like, well, who's, who's headline? Well, it's just an open mic. People come in and sign up. I was blown away wow. at the level of, of talent that was there. And these are folks who, who, I'm sure, given the opportunity, it would be what they do to, you know, pay the bills. But it's something they do it's as kind a of hobby. like Prescott's Bird yeah. Cage yeah. or uh, Blue Nashville's Bluebird. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's a lot like that because it isn't just a few people sitting there. The place is packed, and they're right. engaged in wanting to see the artists. So. That's amazing. And those yeah. are on Thursday nights. Yeah. Thursday nights. Okay. I was going to say if you'd have came in last yeah, night, yeah. we should have went over yeah. there. You'd have, you'd have blown them away. Shoot. Yeah. yeah. I'll Next have to come time. another yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah. That you guys have sold me on that. That sounds yeah. great. But to be able to do to express your art. Mm-hmm. And have it as something that's that's supporting you is is really, really nice. When when were you able to do Make that, that decision? Really be serious about that? Yeah. Well, I definitely always had it like kind of in uh-huh. my heart and knew that it was something I wanted to do. Um, but I also sort of had my idea of what a career path was supposed to look like, and mm-hmm. so I did the career path thing, and it took me to work at Pandora Radio mm-hmm. when that was starting up, and there's a whole team of musicians at Pandora radio who, you know, analyze music. And most of them have toured with, you know, Lucinda Williams and the counting crows and all these great Ryan Adams, these people I just grew up listening to. So I start becoming friends with them and I'm like, wait a minute, you actually, you actually are like a musician, musician. (laughs) Like I'm like, this this (laughs) is a real thing. So I just started, you know, started talking to them. They were very encouraging and were like, yeah, you know, actually, Here's how you would go about pursuing that, mm-hmm. and it um, stuck with me. And then I, I was like, you know, if I'm ever gonna do it, I, I better get on it. And I just yeah, jumped. Scary. <laughs> yeah, very, uh, yeah. very scary. Yeah, but I had a lot of support, peop- a lot of support, a lot of encouragement. When you, you got know? a lot of people back, and you're saying, why aren't you doing this? Yeah. You know. That's right. the seed that that starts blooming inside. I, yeah. I mean, I I did the whole you know working thing up through my twenties, and I always played though. I rodeoed, and then I always had a guitar. So if someone wanted to play, but that moment when you're like, "This yeah. is it. I'm going to yeah. do it," and you, how much work we put in is what yeah. you get back out of it. It's true, and it's it's so rewarding. I mean, but look at you. You're recording do. at Jim Henson's studio. Yeah, that's lucky. Huh? <laughs> I got lucky. That's with that. awesome. Yeah, it's fun. Yeah. It's really fun. I have those moments where I'm like, "This is so cool. How did I get to do this?" You know, just these like little things that are fun. Yeah. But um, yeah. Intimidating. 
sometimes. Yeah. And I always kind of have like my eye on the next thing. Like, okay, now yeah. what I need is a pub deal. And now what I need is, you know, like, so it's... Yeah, promotions. It, yeah. Like, making what's the sure next you got somebody here? that's getting your music out to the radio stations. and Right. And that costs money. And, yeah. Yeah. But I always like, I do feel like no matter what happens with it, I'm just so happy that I've done any of it. Like, I've already... Like, my expectations have already been exceeded. You know what I mean? Right, like, right, I never right. really yeah. expected to get to release an album and then, like, a couple. And then, you know, like, I'll get, like, a placement or something on a show. And I'm like, mm-hmm. wow, I never thought... You know, I'm just, like, I'm already so happy right. that I don't... And I just, I love to do it. So, it, it, there's just, no, like, it can't ever be a bad thing. You yeah. know what I mean? Like, everything is great. Right. Anything you, that happens is great. What was your first release, commercial release? Um, it was... See if, see if I've got it right. Was it in 13? Uh, yeah, 2013, right. Lost and Found. Lost and Found. Yeah. And then, but what were some of the cuts on there? What did you have? <laughs> so I'm like, uh, it's like, a well, go, Lost go, and go Found. Go to KarenDizel.com <laughs> and you can song. find out. <laughs> yeah, Susie's song, which is a song from my sister. Um, Quitter. Okay. Uh, and then the next year, Bloom, Unfold, and Wither. Yeah, Bloom, Unfold, and Wither. What's the genesis of that title? I had a song called Bloom Unfold Wither um, on that. It was like the title track. But I think the idea was just like kind of as time passes, you yeah. know, you just sort of see things sort of come to fruition and then and then kind stages. of wither away. And that, it, that song is kind of a sad song about a, a relationship, but it's sort of like appreciating the beauty of it while, yeah. while it lasted, you know. And nice. um, so, yeah, it was supposed to be like a metaphor for enjoying the things that are beautiful while they last <laughs> I guess and then uh, Room for Two in 2016 oh, yes a, I love Alchemy <laughs> Alchemy oh yeah, thank you that's a great song thanks I wrote that for um, someone I was dating oh, which is yeah right it was a little love song and what's your release that you're preparing now you said you got it's, one coming out soon yeah it's a three song EP um which is shorter and the production's really raw it's just we're not adding like a lot of instruments mainly mm-hmm. just guitar and vocals yeah but I it's songs that I wrote with my friend Gavin Bailey mm-hmm. um, and we just kind of wanted there, he's releasing an album later this year through Warner Chapel but there were some of the songs that we wrote that aren't going on that album that we thought we should release independently mm-hmm. and um those are those three songs and the title track is called The Secret in the Heart of the Poet and um, and I just yeah the, and there are three, three songs on it and we just yeah. finished them and I'm really excited about it when are you planning to really when, when will that be available to public I think probably in about three months okay nice yeah. nice yeah now you've got at, at the time this will this will be posted the show will have happened and I'm sure it's going to be a, a, a wild success as long as you can stay dry. Have you done shows with Jim yeah. and, and those guys? Have you done shows with these people before? I or? did um, the, what was it called? The Folk Sessions? Yeah. With yeah. Tom yeah. Augustine? At yeah. the uh, Center for the Arts, I think, okay. right? Right, yep. The old that's church. Right. Yep, which is beautiful. And that was earlier this year. What what really brought you up to Prescott? How did that How did that transpire? Well, there's another musician here, Kay Pfeiffer. She's a local musician, and she um, and I are friends. I'm also friends with her daughter, and I worked together for a while. Um, but we had just connected, talked yeah. about music for years, and then she mentioned that that, that show was happening here. 
and um, connected me with Tom. And what did you think good. of that theater? I thought it was beautiful. Isn't it gorgeous? Yeah, that old it. brick building. I yeah. love the acoustics too, and like mm-hmm. a, a church. You yeah, know, it's just be- yeah. yeah it's the, beautiful. A lot, lot of good uh, theater productions there, and then Tom, you know, plays. And then Tom Agostino of the Folk Sessions on our local NPR affiliate, he brings shows there fairly regular, mm-hmm. some really eclectic mixes of different styles of music as well. Mm-hmm. He's had some really interesting, the, uh, oh, what was the one I, I, we did a podcast there and I did some photography for him at the, uh, it's, I'm blanking now, the Dirty Bourbon, oh. you know who I'm talking yeah. about. Yeah. Well, Dirty the, Bourbon River Review or something like that. Oh, okay. Real uh, great group mixing in a lot of different musical styles. That's stuff awesome. out of New Orleans. A little Tom Waits mixed in there. It was really fun wow. to, to do. And then tonight, which is going to be after we release this at the Highland Center. Have you been out there yet? Have you seen the venue? I haven't been yet, no. The whole center's gorgeous. I'm not sure where they're going to have you. I know there is an amphitheater out there. I'm assuming that's where it'll be. But that whole that whole complex is really nice. Uh, a lot of the school groups go there. My son's gone there oh, wow. a couple of times because it's a, a science and nature. Uh, uh, oh, what do they call it? Um, Not rescue. Anyway, it's a. Yeah, it's a, I know what you're talking it, they, about. They've Res- got a lot of display. Maybe? Yeah, yeah. Is that that's exactly okay. what it is. And they've got a lot of uh, <laughs> of uh, folks out there showing the kids animals and artifacts and they've got some Indian ruins and and all kinds of stuff but it's a really fun and interactive uh, complex compound and then Tom brings musical groups out there as well like tonight's last week's I guess I should say where you'll be who else is on that bill do you remember JC and Laney I'll put some links in yeah Yeah, uh, Pipkin it should be a good show now you have played a few times at one of my favorite little haunts and uh, one of my old one of my old watering holes, the Hotel Utah in San Francisco. Oh, yeah, I was going to say, I, I didn't love know that place. Yeah, yeah. That's so cool. Uh, from the East Bay, grew up right outside of Oakland, and okay. I love that that venue. That's so cool. Uh, you get up there pretty regular, huh? It yeah. seems to be. Yeah, I in do. Following pretty you. regularly. I've been there yeah, a handful of times, and. Um, I love it too. I used to live in the Bay also. Oh yeah, what, what town? I lived well. I lived in San Francisco, nice. and then I also lived in Rockridge in Oakland. Rockridge, Rockridge. It's right between Oakland and Berkeley. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 I was just south of that in between, in, in in a beautiful, beautiful little town. We used to call it the armpit of the Bay, Hayward, California. Oh, I know where that <laughs> is. Yeah, not a. <laughs> it's basically one big strip mall. That's <laughs> funny. My brother still lives in the house that we grew up in. Oh wow! My parents bought it in fifties. 56, 57, he still lives in it. Every time I go visit him, I, I the last couple of times, I said, Gabe, when, when did this place get so ugly? Yeah. He goes, it's exactly the way it was when we grew up. Oh, that's so funny. But being up here, yeah, you know, where you got a little elbow room. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, that's so funny. Yeah, how often do you get bay. back home to Texas? Um, usually every three months or so. Oh, wow. Yeah, nice. three, anywhere between three and five. Yeah. I, I'm, I've been... I haven't been home in about three months, and I'm dying to go because yeah. it's my due. niece's birthday. Yeah, oh, nice. so I like I really nice. want to go home for that, yeah. but we'll see if it works out. It can be hard to like, you know. So the flights are so they just go up and down and up and yeah. down. It's just yeah. you never know. Time it just right. 
if yeah. you don't plan yeah. way in advance. Exactly. Just, and sometimes just on principle. Right. I'll be like, nope, that's a flight to Europe. I'm not doing that. <laughs> <laughs> like, that's why you know people understand when you're booking a tour, it's good to book a year out in advance. So if you got to do flights, you can yeah. get all these cheaper flights on yeah. and stuff like yeah. that. Um, home, getting put that in a movie in Lifetime. I mean, oh yeah. How yeah. cool was that? Yeah. How did I that, that happen? Song. Um, I got really lucky. I've been really lucky. It's amazing. I uh, so you like that uh, Carpenter song. I feel lucky. Then <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Um, Karen Carpenter yeah. too, nonetheless. Um, <laughs> but uh, I, I have a, a good friend I met at the Songwriting School of Los Angeles, which I highly recommend going and sitting. In. They they, mm-hmm. they will usually let you sit in on a class or something. Yeah. But if you, I have met such wonderful musicians there and such a great community. Right. Um, but when I and that was when I first moved to LA. One of my friends, Dean Clark, who's an excellent singer songwriter, very Johnny Cash kind nice, of sound. Nice. Just I mean, mind blowing. He um, was kind enough to send my music without my knowledge <laughs> to a music supervisor. <laughs> Way cool, which though. was really sweet. You know, yeah. just to recommend it. And she got in touch with me and wow. And, uh, did you sell it place. outright, or did you do a limited? Or it was um yeah it was like a sync, sync. a licensing okay. sync. Cool. So. Um, yeah, that's cool. cool. Yeah, yeah. Education. What sat, does that I, mean? Well, you well, like with me, I did a limited licensing agreement. They could okay. use it, and then after five years, I could still play. You know, do all that stuff. So it was my money. But anything with within the movie, they paid me a certain yeah. amount. They could use it for five years. Uh, just depends on how big you think it's going to be. Yeah, you know, whether you're going to get stuff like that. And what, what's songs? the sync? The sync is they just give me like a one-time payment okay. to use it for that particular yeah. movie, and then I'll still I still get royalties on it whenever oh, nice. it plays on on a network. So, um, Lifetime's yeah. a pretty good spot to be on, though. Yeah, I was. I'm excited. It's exciting. I yeah, it's very very exciting. I had one put on. Uh, it was done by Justin Hunt. It was a director. He did an HBO special oh, called wow. Absent. But he was a director also of the movie American Meth, the the documentary they yeah. did. And that's the same thing. One time, one time deal. And to be sitting in the audience and you know that uh, all these other artists are on it. And it was the first time. I don't. If you, you sit there and you watch the credits roll. And it's, ever since a little kid, you're like, man, I can't wait till the day in a movie. You <laughs> yeah, know, you songwriter yeah. and performer, you know, there it rolls up, you know. Yeah. Now yeah. the movie's like, it's like. Goes real fast. Yeah, yeah. I wish you could yeah. stop it. Yeah. You know, it, like minimizes in yeah, the corner. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They do all the ads, Put it over in the know? corner <laughs> as it rolls like, for the next unimportant, commercial. Unimportant. Unimportant. <laughs> Here's what to buy. Um, nice. Yeah, Which of your songs? Yeah, uh, I put a uh, confused. I I grew up playing bluegrass and country. I was nice. a huge Charlie Rich, Dottie West, all that kind of stuff. Uh, John Denver. But oh, cool. then '96, um, I ended up with uh, stage four liver cancer. And oh, wow. I was uh, given like three months to live, but I, I was introduced to this music by Wyndham Hill, uh, Will Ackman. It's real instrumental acoustic, George Winston. It's, it's, it was kind of came out in the 70s and stuff like that. Michael Hedges, wow. you ever heard of him? I don't think Guitarist. I have. I'll try him down. But it's very, very relaxing music, acoustic. Yeah. And uh, it did something for me. It, was, it helped me. Wow. So when I got you know feeling better and was able to start playing again i kind of dived head deep into that kind of music um you know produ- releasing my all my albums and touring with them and to see the effect that you have on other people that are kind of going through this stuff that's yeah. what keeps me going you yeah. know 
playing around here in Prescott is really a lot of fun for me. Yeah. Uh, like you say, you know, with L.A., you get the musicians and the, the camaraderie and everybody's kind of helping everybody else. Mm-hmm. And that's the way kind of Prescott is. Right. Um, there's a lot of, you know, retired musicians, the touring musicians that have toured with people, you know, uh, Byron Metcalf uh, was Kenny Rogers' drummer. Um, Mickey, you know, he did all that stuff. But a lot of people come up here, and then what happens, you end up being in a stage somewhere, and you're playing with these people. Yeah. And the history, you know, you know, you just kind of sit around and start talking. You listen to people, and you realize that as much as they have done, you, you're kind of all on the same playing field. You yeah. know, it's, it doesn't matter who you played with or who you opened for, or who you did this. When it comes down to the bottom line, when you're sitting around a table, right? It's the same thing. We yeah. all we all get the chills doing the same stuff. Yes, you know? exactly. It Whether c- it's it instrumental comes... or songwriting, mm-hmm. I compose. I wish I could write a song. Mine end up being like a high school. Do you love me? Check yes or no. You know, it's like, it's, you that know, songs it's, do very well. Yeah, you know. But <laughs> I, I think um, I was going to ask you that too. With me, I have to have a event happen in my life that forces me to shut down and go sit and grab the guitar and I do weird tunings and I let the guitar kind of tell me what's going to happen what is it is it the same with you an event in your life that causes you to sit down or is it like a a, just a saying in your head like uh, I got to get back to doing what I was doing before what I was doing was wrong you know do you write stuff down or is it an event that happens to you um, I think oftentimes it is an event okay. and um, that leads me to, to sit down and write, you know, because it's like you become so full of emotion. You're like, what am I going to do with this? I got to transcribe right. it into something tangible. Um, and I think that's the whole point of art, really, right, is mm-hmm. to turn those emotions into something that helps us Whoa. connect. You still, and, get, chi- and to I gold. still you get chills, you yeah. know. But but these days also, I mean, I schedule like writing sessions with people. So it's like, nice. okay, we're gonna write at two o'clock on Sunday, and you know, they got houses in Nashville where they just have people live in the same house and do all that. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, we're, I've been talking to some of my friends about doing retreats like that for the weekend, and it, it's you know, I, I I like the co-writing a lot too, just because. Um, it kind of makes me find the common ground between whatever mm-hmm. I'm experiencing on a subconscious right. level and the person that is also writing, you know, yeah. like, cause we'll just kind of suddenly be like, Oh, this is what we're writing about. And we both Isn't think it's w- about our, you know, like whatever's mm-hmm. going on. And it's that. weird. You're both are on that same, you know, plane. Yeah. You know? Yeah, exactly. But yeah, I definitely think the guitar and the music informs the lyrics a lot. Um, nice. And I think, you know, also these days a little bit I've been writing with certain scripts in mind, which is a completely different Kind of doing a storyboard kind of thing? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, because then it's not necessarily what I'm going through, but it's like what the characters (laughs) are going through. And then I like that, though. Yeah. I kind of have an idea for, like, an album built off of that A concept album? Yeah, like to write a song for all the people I'm closest to in my life, like one for my mom, one for my dad, one for my sister, like all from their perspectives, kind of. Ooh, interesting. Just, Call it the family tree. Yeah, yeah. That would be cool. Yeah. I like that. <laughs> You're like, that's 50%. I was going to say, no, no. What I say is free, trust me. <laughs> I'm just kidding. There would be way too much paperwork. <laughs> you, your collaborations in songwriting and in composing, does, does that transfer to to on stage or are you primarily solo have you ever performed with a band as opposed to just yourself i have um occasionally 
It's yeah. it's usually just me and maybe one other guitarist. Yeah. Um, which I love to to bring other people in. Um, it's just sometimes it's a little bit. If you ever difficult, need a guitarist, you know? let me know when you come back through. I'll yeah. Okay. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Let's do it. Now, That'd be really fun. Darren, you've played solo. You're currently with uh, Dennis on on Second, Second Chance. Chance, and you've played with full bands. I played with other. Yeah, country artists. As something. as a music fan and as a spectator, as an audience member, and especially through the podcast, I've gotten a chance to sit down with a lot of musicians and know the personalities. It's like a family. They, you it always is. don't get along. No, it's not a. It's not a. We're always happy and smiley and sunny. Someone's doing more than the other. Do you or, find it? Or much? you get the prima donna <laughs> artists. Yeah, I won't name any names <laughs> that just show yeah. up with their microphone and plug in. You know, unless I'm under a, a retainer. Yeah, you know, it's like other than that. If I'm playing for somebody, it's nice to have somebody come up and give you a hand. Does that come into play when you decide to be a solo artist like yourself? <laughs> oh, it's easier. Yeah, it's definitely easier. Um, it's easier just in terms of like coordinating like rehearsals. Yeah. And it's, you know, sometimes having a band can be a little more expensive than being a solo yeah, artist. You got to book the show accordingly. <laughs> yeah. yeah. And, um, but, you know, depending on the show and the venue, like, you know, it can be worth it. Um, I've never really consistently. Do you have a pocket played. of musicians that you use? Yeah, that you have something like I, that? I do. I okay. have. Um, I've played a show recently with my friend Jake Moses, who's he's amazing. He's such a great guitarist; it's unreal. And uh, my friend John Adair, he has played a lot with me and nice. a lot of different instruments. Danny Eisenberg. Okay. Yeah, I've got a few a few that I've I've played with regularly, but. Um, I've never. It's never really been like a consistent band. I've had people I've co-written with, like regularly, okay. and that's that's always a fun relationship too because you can do your own mm-hmm. stuff, and it's not a big deal. Or mm-hmm. you write with other people, and that's fine. But then you guys just kind of consistently write together yeah. too. Um, but yeah, it's probably part of it is that it's just yeah. easier. When I first heard your stuff, I kind of I don't know. I I listened to kind of like off the wall. People would think would be off the wall, but uh, artists like Mindy Smith. I don't know if you know who um, she is. Sarah Grove, Audrey Assad. You know, there's other artists awesome. that all of a sudden I hear what you're doing, but then your songwriting kind of goes totally against the grain, I wow. guess. And it's really good. I, I mean, I'm kind of like your uh, your friend or whatever. Your, is it your sister that hears stuff? Yeah. And you're like, that one right there. Oh, I was yeah, telling you earlier, I said, I just yeah. need about four to ten seconds to listen and you can kind of tell right off the bat and that's what wow. a lot of you know AR or records acts do yeah. they're not going to give you a whole much time but your stuff kind of pokes through that thank you you're very that's welcome that's quite a compliment yeah I really appreciate that very welcome it's good to get that encouragement hey <laughs> keep it up like, what yeah, am keep I it up when he said it, I was like oh I want to I want to oh, <laughs> that. that makes me so happy so what's on the horizon for you? What do you got lined up? You said you're going to take a, a little time off from touring? Yeah, I think I'm going to um, try not to, to travel too much uh, for the rest of the year. But then mm-hmm. um, I'm going to... I am still in the studio. I'm in the studio Sunday. Yeah. I've got co-writing sessions. I'm just writing in, in the studio a lot. Um, and a couple of my friends are releasing some songs that I, I co-wrote oh, nice, this year nice. on their album. So that's cool. And... Um, and then, yeah, I plan to release 
this one I wrote Your with EP. Gavin. Yeah, The Secret in the Heart of the Poet. And then I also have another three-song EP, which is a completely different genre. <laughs> I'm kind of trying to... I don't know when it's going to be released yet, but it's it's got like sort of these R&B beats. Oh, nice. And hip-hop cool. beats. And oh, I'm no. kind of like singing along with... Is, like, are you already starting to record on that or still I've in the writing stage? I've recorded them. Nice. But oh, we nice. just have to mix them and, and see. I'll give you guys a sneak preview. But it's... It's different than everything else I've been doing, but it's, I'm just yeah. kind of want to experiment Exciting, though. right now. Yeah, yeah. yeah. right on. I want to experiment, and then yeah, and that's kind of where I'm at, like writing and releasing stuff. Now, are you still with NPR? No, no, no I left NPR. What, what was your role there? Because I, I was on the sales team at sales. NPR. Yeah, so more on the business side. Nice, nice. Yeah, it's yeah. exciting to be able NPR. To Tom Hughes. Uh huh. There was a guy that used to be a. He used to have a radio show, Tom Hughes. I, I'm talking to myself. Yeah. Sorry, I should take my call. <laughs> no, that's okay. Never mind. <laughs> it's just okay. neat to see the uh, the different avenues you can do and still you know, be involved in the business, see different angles of it. Yeah. And knowing the business side, Darren and I have had some in-depth conversations. There's a couple of local musicians that I do, I, I do some promo work for and some you know, photos and things. And to take the artistic mind the artistic bent to a personality and kind of force yourself into the business side can Mm be a challenge at times yeah i was going to ask you like with spotify because you know cds are kind of just they're not even making cars with cd players anymore cds cds to me when i do a show are merchandise right it's you know like a shirt or something like that uh when you play a big show a performing arts center people want you to come out afterwards meet sign your cds um, how active are you? Because Spotify seems to be, I mean, it was really way up there, but it's kind of dipping down. Pandora, yeah. Um, XM, are you searching all those avenues? Is yeah, I could probably do a little more work there. Um, <laughs> Spotify, I think, just came out with this artist submission yeah, yeah. To where you can submit to be included mm-hmm. in popular playlists and mm-hmm. I think and other even artists if you like if I make a playlist yeah. I can put your song on there along with all these other people right and then they share it on theirs and they should you know and so on and so on and so on right and then you notice your your income starts you coming in from up, your yeah. sound exchange and mm-hmm. yeah. you know, whatever yeah. ASCAP or BMI yeah yeah and the sound exchange I, I do have like some activity on the yeah. Pandora Spotify stuff but and YouTube mm-hmm. um but I haven't made a big push with that. Yeah. And um, I don't really have a good reason why, except that I... <laughs> oh, no, no, no. I totally understand. Because except that I just... The label I'm signed with, <laughs> yeah. they're always like, have you done it? You got to update yeah. this. You got to do that. But I want to write the songs. Yeah. I want to do this. But I also I want to have the man... Or I want to have the... Someone else The, the, the team behind yeah. doing it. And, yeah. You know... I've picked up a little on the social media this year, um, and I've had some friends help me with that yeah. piece, which is good because I don't really know what I'm doing. But right. I've noticed like they're helping me connect with people I don't know. You got to put out there what they call the uh, celestial candy. Make them come back <laughs> and keep coming back right. and do your yeah. Facebook lives. It, yeah. You know, it, it's what I always t- it's to me as a musician, as a hearted musician, I always call it the fake facade. Mm-hmm. This is what we have to do to make ourselves look the right. you know if you're nominated for a Grammy you got to put that on your website if you if you won this award you got to put that on yeah. there. you got to 
build yourself up. And as a musician, I think a lot of people, like if I say, Karen, I just watched your show, you are the best singer I ever heard. And uh, your, your, ne- your, your response <laughs> as, no, yeah, as, as my, as my response when people come up, oh, you remind me of this guitarist and you do this. Yeah. And I, I feel really humbled down, but like, right. oh, no, no, it's, I'm just, I'm just me. Right. You know, right. and when you see people like yourself or that come off on stage like that, right. people love you. Right. When they feel like you're putting on the facade that's here, yeah. they see a lot of people see through that. So yeah. being genuine, who you are sitting at this table with the microphone in your hand versus sitting right here with the microphone in front of you while playing your guitar, being right. that same person, that's what the people fall in love with. I'm glad you said that because yeah. I feel like I've had that argument with some people mm-hmm. recently where it's like, well, you know, you got to think about like the brand and like yeah. the, you know, the image. And I'm kind of like, well, why don't I just be who I am? <laughs> And that's my brand. If you build it, <laughs> they will come. You know, yeah, like. exactly, exactly. And that's, and I think as a true, that's a true musician. That's a true artist. That's a true craftsman. Yeah. As long as you're happy with it and you perform it with that same conviction. Yeah. All these people see that. Yeah. You know, and that, I've learned that when I play a lot of my stuff's instrumental and really laid back and maybe bring a tear to your eye, but when I'm up there playing, I will search. And I'll pick out people, and when right. they come up to the table afterwards, I recognize them, and I I try to make a one-on-one like I know what they were going through because I explain the song, and they're going through the same thing. Yes, and yep. they feel so, and then they're fans for life. Yeah. I don't do it for that, right? But I love the fact that my music does that. Oh, of course, yeah. that's like ego, that's the I guess. Best. No, I, yeah. I don't think that's ego. I think that's love. You know, it because it's like you're the whole point of it is to try to move someone or make them feel less alone or like like I'll do that when I'm nervous. Yeah. I'll be like, Okay, you might suck tonight, Karen, but like there might be one person mm-hmm. in that mm-hmm. room that's that who like kinda adage. needs to hear that song. So just sing it for them and everyone else can think you I've, yeah. toured, with, I've, <laughs> toured, I've toured with other artists and we've booked venues and you're thinking, Well, you're going through towns, then you get to this venue and you get there and it's like well we're we're opening for a big name act. Yeah. And then you get sound checked, you go back to your green room, and you come and you kind of peek, which is a known you shouldn't be doing, and there's nobody out there. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I did that at yeah. the Sedona, Sedona Cultural Center or something like that. The car, the parking lot was packed. Yeah. And all these people were out there, but they were, I didn't know there was a seance convention going on next <laughs> oh, door. Oh, that's hysterical. So you're out there. So one person drove all the way up from yeah. Phoenix. And we played for that one person as if it was a thousand. Like, that's what you're supposed to. Do. That's I have a friend who said that they're like you're not professional unless you played to empty chairs because like, you just have <laughs> to good. do it. Like that's you have awesome. to do it. I, get that as a tattoo. I yeah. think the key. I think the key to that story is did the seance convention know you were there? Yeah, I think that. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you know, it, it, you know, and you, you you find yourself doing the woes of me. Wow, we drove all this way here. Right, but the next day, you know, we one time we were in uh, Monta Vista, Colorado. It's a small town, but it was an old theater that sat maybe uh, fifty people. One of the best shows I've ever did. I've done, you know, the stadiums and stuff like that. I got more enjoyment because when we started playing, you could hear their breathing. Wow, that quiet. Yeah, and they really appreciated it. And I'd rather do those. Five days a week, yeah, and have two days off. But (laughs) (laughs) do you have any shows in your mind or in your memory that? And I don't want to say weren't looking forward to, but you didn't expect 
them to be as good as they were and they really surprised you? Something, maybe either yeah. an empty room or maybe a rowdy room that you weren't sure. Anything that comes to Yeah, there, comes to I memory? mean, there is a really great feeling. Like, I mean, I've definitely had the playing to empty chairs moments, but there's also those moments like where I've come, like, I just didn't expect as many people to be there yeah. and especially when it's people that I know and love and yeah. I just didn't know that they were going to be there like it's just such a nice surprise um, one big standout show was my EP my first EP release show at Hotel Cafe in Los Angeles mm-hmm. um, it was it was just a lot more people than I expected it was my first EP so people were really yeah. like showing yeah. up I had friends come in to t- like flying to town and then I remember, like, you can't really see. It's one of those venues where they have the lights, you know, so yeah. you can't really see. And I was on stage, and I look out, and I'm like, that's my Aunt Susan. And my <laughs> Aunt Susan and my uncle had flown in from Texas as a oh surprise. Oh, my gosh. And they were sitting in the front seat. And I was just like, so, like, and they saw me see them and as in the middle yeah. of a song. And, like, I'm, like, trying not to freak out. And so they're smiling. And, yeah, it was, it was just, like, stuff like that is very memorable to me, you know. The people so. went out of their way. Yeah, to, to show their support. That's awesome. Especially people who you've known and for a long time. Oh, yeah. That's always stand out. Um, so I got to ask, has anybody yelled out Freebird while you're playing? <laughs> no. no. <laughs> well, that's uh, one. We're great, really grateful you were able to sit down and talk with us. Thanks for coming into town. I had... Uh, hit you up a while back mentioning I didn't know you had a connection here in Prescott so I'm glad you do and who is that again who's a Kay Piper I, I, I'm not yeah. familiar with Kay and Tom Tom Augustino she well, played I with know the Tom. girly girls yeah. for a oh, while oh okay yeah yeah yeah, yeah. do you guys know the girly yeah, girls yeah. okay yeah she was um, she plays uh, keys she plays a lot of instruments yeah. So They're fun kind of to watch. Eclectic. The girly girls were fun to watch. Yeah, one time yeah. you're up here, we gotta we gotta make it like a weekend. We get you in all these different spots to do these. Oh playing. God, I would they, love they it. Would I love fall in love with you. Now that here. we know you've got a connection up here, other than Tom, yeah. Now, although we love Tom, yes, uh, we'd love to see you up here more. And I'm gonna put Darren on the spot here because I've been hitting him up Uh-oh. for the uh, for the uh, Mahoney Barn shows. Yes. He has, how big's your spot out there in Chino? It's over two and a half acres, but I have a wow. really old barn that the whole front opens up. And, and we want to start doing some live shows out there. That's his, oh, wow. his workshop. It's where in he, the making, but I'm going to yeah. have, I've got some pretty good acts that are talked about coming in. Uh, some of them are out on tour right now, but I want to just kind of make it a, well, I um, used to do these. We started off, there was like maybe 30 people, then the next year... It was like people brought tents and their motorhomes and all that, and we just had acts come up, and from bluegrass to songwriters to rock. Uh, I used to play in you know a rock band. We would do that. They loved all the lights, but um, I want to eventually have a nice barn, you know, like kind of a hee you know hee haw atmosphere. Yeah. But with people sitting out in the lawn chairs, we'll have you know. Food trucks, the restrooms. I've got plenty of room if you you, know, you need to set up for the night and stuff like that. But uh, yeah, that's kind of the plan. So when I do that, I'll, I'll a shoot little. you a thing. If you happen to be out this way, that I would, I would love, love to have that. You. Yeah, yeah, that would be great. I mean, yeah. I would I would come out for that. That's nice. awesome. A little mini music festival yeah. over at the Mahoney Ranch. It's and a beautiful it's all little good spot. People, you know? We amazing. did some video recording out there a few yeah. weeks back before his surgery. It was, it's a great recording. But wow. it's a neat, neat backdrop. That barn is neat. Your workshop in there where he uh, 
for Mahoney Guitars. Give yeah. a little plug. Mahoney Guitars, mm-hmm. custom-made guitars and guitar repair as well. Mm-hmm. Uh, mm-hmm. But you can find out about Karen at Karen Dizelle. That's D-E-Z-E-L-L-E dot com. Karen Dizelle dot com. Karen Dizelle on Twitter and Dizelle Music on Instagram. Uh, your YouTube channel is fairly active, and there's links right there at KarenDizelle.com. Anything else you want to plug out there? Um, I guess I just want to say thanks for having me. It's awesome to get to see you again yeah. and be on your show and hang with you. So I thank you I for sitting it. down. And we want to thank Tom, Tom Agostino with the Folk Sessions for coordinating the show that brought you to town the last couple of times, including yes. tonight, which is actually last week when this goes up. <laughs> and uh, here's my review of the show. It was excellent. There was a full house. There was a full crowd. Come and see nobody her now got before she on. gets too expensive. <laughs> yeah. So, Karen, thank you for coming in. And thank you to the good folks at The Raven for letting us take up space. And at some point in the future, maybe Karen Dizelle will be right here on this stage that we're sitting on right now. Thanks again, Karen. Thank Appreciate you. it. And thank you, Darren. Thanks, Darren. Peace. Thank you.